Dawn of Mantis is brought to you by Redbeard Sound. Redbeard Sound provides music production, audio editing, and live sound engineering, and is where Dawn of Mantis records our podcast. You can find Sam's information on our website, dawnofmantis.com, or at redbeardsound.com. Extra, extra, Dawn of Mantis now has a merch store. There are t-shirts, long and short sleeve, as well as hoodies. Just go to dawnofmantis.com and click the t-shirt link. And while you're there, you can check out our Patreon. All our Patreon tiers have Discord benefit. This means you can join our text chat and even listen to our podcast live as we record it on Tuesday nights. The episode you are about to hear has been highly edited due to multiple topic tangents, dad jokes, and general tomfoolery that had to be cut out. We did this as a service to you, the listener. You're welcome. Quiet your mind. Ever since the Earth has circled the sun, there have been fantastic tales of wonder and mystery that the faint of heart dare not discuss. But two brave, uninformed souls have the brass to tackle every extraordinary happenstance from the modern age to the dawn of Mantis. Welcome to another episode of Dawn of Mantis. Uh, We're glad you're here. You can find us online at www.dawnofmantis.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Dawn of Mantis. We have a Patreon and it is fully operational. I didn't think you were going to say all that anymore. Uh, Well, we talked about me not saying that because I didn't want to, but then you guys said you wanted me to. So I was like, I'll do anything for you guys. I'll do it. I'll run through a brick wall for you. (laughs) Sorry, I interrupted then. (laughs) No, it's fine. I was like, well, the ad just ran. And then you gave Joe so much crap last week about about me. I know, I did. I totally did. I like berated him publicly publicly, (laughs) uh, for that. So. What's going on, Sam? What's what's going? I always talk to Joe first. Let's talk to Sam I'll first tell you. tonight. What's going on, Sam? Listen, listen. Oh, was that a sound effect or was that real, Sam? That was real. Oh, that wasn't even fueled by Canada Dry, right there, buddy. That's right. We are unofficially being <laughs> sponsored by not yet, but Canada Dry. Canada That's what Dry. we're looking for. I've so, got it running through my veins. Um, if you I want, so if you're out there and, and you're a fan of us, or you just kind of like us, uh. Tweet Canada Dry and be like, come on, throw these Dawn of Mantis guys a bone and give them some coupons. We're going to yeah. listen. We're going to really. Don't ask why. Just drink Canada Dry when you're thirsty or you're not high. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't have it. Yeah, that's all. I, I ran out right there. We're going to write a jingle for Canada Dry. Yeah, and it's going to come straight from the 80s. <laughs> It sounded it had a Mentos feel to me. Oh, okay. which that yeah. wasn't that wasn't a, a knockdown because I think all the best commercials are from the eighties and nineties. Now I just kind of tune them out, except for the Gecko ones. The the, the Geico, oh, those yes. are okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you were doing the Geico Gecko voice. Last yeah, time. not even on purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's going on, Joe? I am ripe and ready. <laughs> all right. No, really, because I didn't get to take a shower. Uh, I didn't shower last night either because there was a lot of lightning. Oh yeah, and isn't that a thing where it can zap you? I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. It was enough where I didn't want to take a chance. Ivan's yeah. the Ivan's the you know I, teacher. I, it seems like I've looked that up before, but I I can't remember the results. But it seems like plausible. I mean, metal and water. I mean, that all conducts. Yes. 
So it might be able to shock you. And I think I've mentioned on another podcast that I hadn't. T- Here's the deal. I'll just be yeah, honest. I think that was last week when you were wearing a, your Donna Manis shirt and you hadn't Still took it off in three days. That's right. See, I'll, I'll share something with you guys. I don't really, I'm not fond of showering. Like if I if I didn't have to be around people, I probably just wouldn't shower. I probably shower like once a week. Well, we've kind of had this discussion a couple weeks ago about the bath thing. And yeah. I think we've I think now we have discovered that Joe is a bath guy. I'm definitely like a, a shower guy. I love showers. Well, I shower most of the time. Um, yeah, now, you got to be careful when you're talking shit because I was talking shit about baths, and then Joe sent a message. He's like, "Hey." Just took a that's true bath. I, I sent a, a selfie yeah. of yes. my well. It's a picture of the bath with my hairy. And you quoted me hairy leg above the uh, the water in the suds. Yeah, and I quoted you. There. And you said, "Hey, I'm laying around in me soup." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, shots fired!" But I guess I Ooh. fired the shots first. But yeah, uh, hey, you know what? It's it to each his own. It just it just makes me feel that way. Not that it's like proven that you're still dirty when you take a bath. I just feel that way. You know. Yeah, no, it's, it's probably in my head. Uh, you're probably ever been as clean as the average Joe. I don't um, think so. I, yeah, you're probably not because he the is water. The average Joe. <laughs> <laughs> no, Literally, no, he is not. He and, is my podcast and to, mate. To clarify, like if I've had a day at work or at the house where I'm busting my ass and I've got like sweat running down my butt crack and off my face and stuff, I want I'll shower. Yeah, I'm just saying yeah. on those days where it's like it's not hot and all you did that day was just you drove to work and kind of did a few. You didn't sweat. You didn't do anything. Oh really yeah. Not. Why I the agree. hell take a shower? Yeah. Why? I, I, I'll skip a day if I haven't done. Oh anything. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Yeah. You I'm do. Not. You ever do the check? <laughs> Oh, okay, oh, I'm good. I'm good. I yeah. got I got no I got onions. 12, 18 more hours <laughs> before after. No onions here. That's right. I'm yeah. sorry. I sold him short. He's the above average Joe. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> it sounds like a good band name. The above average Joe's. <laughs> I, I so I pick up on band names a lot. Like, be you cool do, you do, yeah. And most of the know, time you're right. Hey, you know, Joe said he was never gonna take off that non manis shirt. But I noticed that he is wearing a different shirt today. Well, and he's married, so so I, I was skeptical that he said that. You know, there's you know I, we all have to bow down every once in a while. I still want my wife to touch me sometimes, but. so I do have to clean up. <laughs> but talk about your shirt you have on now. It's an awesome shirt. It's uh, my one of my but I ordered four other ones, but uh, yeah, this is one of my buddy Holly shirts. Yeah, Rave on! It's awesome. Really, I'm super proud of it. Just yeah. wanted to touch on that to tease the upcoming episodes yeah, yeah we we got like a god knows how many part series this of maybe more than music may it may be music summer yeah summer of music that's hey that's okay buddy holly june we're all huge music fans well we got the one on the gin blossoms guy mm-hmm. and then buddy holly that's gonna be like six seven six seven eight episodes all together so yeah it'll be it'll be music for a while but it'll yeah, be cool awesome. people no it's 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 good if it takes way longer than may that's totally fun mm-hmm. yeah this is a variety podcast, as Ivan likes to say. Exactly. It is a variety podcast. Yes. Yeah, and we haven't done a solid month of music before, so let's, that's the variety we need. Mm-hmm. I right? agree. So tonight's a surprise episode. We know nothing about it. Even Joe doesn't know. I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> so, Joe, what is it that it's we're always, talking about? It's always a surprise for me, except for whenever he spoiled the pirate thing, you know, like a couple <laughs> weeks ago. Yeah, so just so y'all know, really, when I announce what we're talking about on this podcast, usually... What, 95% of the time, Sam and Ivan uh, are learning at the same time as you. That's yeah, true. Yeah, you, they don't yeah. Sometimes we'll know, but but a lot of times we won't. So, yeah. This is this, but you haven't even told us anything about no. it. So, that I'm super excited. Well, the gist of this before we start was way back in the early 1800s in Nuremberg, Germany, one day just a boy walked up out of nowhere that no one had ever seen before. 
and had amnesia and uh, he had a crazy story. This is his name was Casper Hauser. Okay. So All that right. that's who we're talking about tonight. Cool. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. So normally, you know, we're talking about a bunch of kids getting murdered. Yeah. And oh, yeah. never finding out who the killer is. Yeah, like, exactly. You know, like I have listened to so many, like set here. And listen to so many episodes where there is no result. Yeah. <laughs> and then I've listened to so many past episodes where there is no result. Right. We we don't we don't feel like you should have to tie up the loose ends. I we, feel like at least that's one the way time the life that's the way the world is. To Sam. give somebody what you know, just give the people what they would like <laughs> to maybe have tie up a loose end. Well, should we? So it's probably so not saying, even going to happen tonight, but but just saying, you know. Well, there's some episodes I can't think of any examples right now, but there's some where we have a pretty good idea what happened. Yeah, but then there's like the uh, Yuba County Five. Yes, I was about to say that. <laughs> yeah, man, man. we're like, where did Gary go? Right, what happened? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that well, was one I just listened to recently. And was, <laughs> we do that so maybe someone will tune back in and, and listen to a new episodes in case in case there's an update or something. Yeah, maybe they'll update one of their thousand cases that were unsolved <laughs> see that's what we do we're, we're like we're like you know uh, after these messages you know that's what we're just keeping you we're just holding on to you you remember the saturday morning cartoons where it was a little cowboy that went <laughs> after these messages be right back oh, and yeah. whistle and then the horse would fall on it oh yeah i remember, you remember that? that yeah the little yeah, animation thing. Right yeah dude now. i don't yeah. know why when you said that that just brought it to me oh yeah i remember that yeah <laughs> that's that's like, look that was up. like early up. 90s or maybe late 80s <laughs> Um, that brings back a lot of memories. After these messages, yeah, that's we'll awesome. Be right back. I haven't thought about went, that in years. And then the horse fell on him. Yeah, weren't there other ones? Weren't there like a couple yeah. different ones? Yeah, that's just the only one. I did. You find it, Sam? After these messages, we'll be right back. So that's the one where he has like this fifty-gallon hat on. You can always see half his face, and they're like they're like claymation too. Yeah. That's oh, awesome. they're claymation. After these messages, we'll be right back. That's, oh, that's what the horse falling <laughs> yeah. on him. I sold that one down. So tonight, should we get? Shall we get on with it? Let's do it. Tonight, as I stated earlier, we are going to be discussing the mystery of Casper Hauser. Okay. It was a day like any other on May twenty sixth, eighteen twenty eight, in Nuremberg, Germany. The sounds of horse hooves and wagon wheels clanking along the cobblestone streets were accompanied by the distant ping of a blacksmith's hammer against an anvil and the mixed conversations of dozens of townsfolks streaming up and down both sides of the street. You're really painting a picture in my mind, sir. Trying, Very trying good. Very good. That. Amongst this busy routine, hustle and bustle, appeared a young man unfamiliar with the people of Nuremberg. He was filthy and unkempt and wore tattered old clothes. He appeared to be around 16 to 18 years old and was clutching an envelope to his chest. Today, Nuremberg has a population of over half a million people, but in the early 1800s, there were less than 30,000 living in the city. Many of those residents sectioned off into smaller neighborhoods where a newcomer stuck out like a sore thumb. Several townsfolk soon took notice of this poor-looking street urchin roaming the roads. He seemed confused and even a bit dazed, and eventually a few good Samaritans, including a shoemaker named Weichmann, approached the boy to see if they could help him. He was taken to the local police station where the envelope was taken from him and discovered to contain two letters. The first was addressed to Captain Von Weising, captain of the 4th Squadron of the 6th Cavalry Regiment. The letter's anonymous author claimed to be a poor laborer who had received custody of the boy when he was just an infant on October 7, 1812. 
He went on to claim that he had instructed the child on reading, writing, and Christianity. He said the boy had never set foot out of their house until now, and that the man felt the boy was no longer his responsibility. He ended by saying the boy wanted to be a cavalryman like his father, and invited the captain to either take the boy in or hang him. Mm. Wow. Not, not my problem anymore. <laughs> wow. No attachment whatsoever, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> no. Even you, you, you rehome a pet, you know, to, to a good home. Yeah. This is a kid. It's you, like, ah, you know, whatever. You're not, you're not like, yeah, Fluffy, you know, love him or euthanize him. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Just get him out of my hands. All right. Well, good start. The second letter was supposedly from the boy's mother to the man who'd taken him in. This letter, which oddly enough was written in the exact same hand as the first, even though both letters were supposed to have been written by different people 16 years apart, stated that the boy's name was Casper Hauser and that he was born on April 30th, 1812. It also said his real father was a cavalryman in the 6th Regiment and had died. Many questions were asked of the boy, but he was only able to say a few phrases like horse and I want to be a cavalryman as my father was. The only other response he would give was, don't know, and he soon became so stressed by the line of questions that he broke down in tears. He was not able to read or write except his own name. Despite his ragged appearance, though, physically he was in decent condition, he was healthy, had a good complexion, and other than some blisters on his feet from the long walk to Nuremberg, he had no injuries. Hey, what do you want to eat? Horse. <laughs> Sorry. I love it. So he already he already knew that phrase that he wanted to be a cavalryman like his father was. Yeah, supposedly that was the only thing, and and of course this is all in German. He was German, you right? Know, but yeah, yeah. But still, yeah. So he maybe had a memory of that. I kissed on my on feast of and she got scared of scooping. Do you want me to Nailed actually? It. Do you want me to actually put that <laughs> phrase in and see? Yeah, what it Google Translate like? it. Okay, yeah. See how close you were. Ich möchte ein Cavalryman wie mein Vater sein. There you well, go. Hey, that makes sense. Yeah. I, you know, I've heard German's not terribly difficult. Really? And supposedly, you're supposed to capitalize on your pooping time and download a language <laughs> app. Because if you did that... I've heard that. You would get a ton of reps in on learning new languages. I don't know. I have a... Just a little personal information. I have a uh, a dedicated pooping tablet. A Samsung <laughs> Galaxy. That's what it is. I call it the eye poop. It's it's charged and ready just for every time. Really? Because I want a big screen. I don't want to. So you just you just you just set that thing on your bare knees while you're pooping. No, it's 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 not it's not it's not that large. I can hold it in one hand. Oh, okay. But yeah, scroll. What do you squat? What do you usually? I know because everybody gets. I mean, uh, just just like YouTube videos. I like like Sam Harris talking. Uh, Christopher Hitchens. Just like random. Just random stuff. Because okay. everybody scrolls through their social media and stuff when they poop. Yeah, you know? see, that's, I mean, I'll look at the toy groups and stuff and see what's for sale. But otherwise, regular social media doesn't do it for me anymore. I don't want to see anyone griping about anything. And Especially when you're pooping. That's right, yeah. <laughs> don't ruin this for me. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to have a crappy time while I'm crapping. <laughs> um, but, I, but I will say this, and I've said it before and I'll say it again because I think it will save social media for you. Facebook groups are the way to go. Find things you're yeah. interested in, join the groups, and then groups are very stringent. Like if you start posting political stuff in those groups, you will get kicked out. Yeah. I mean, it won't happen. So it's like a filtered version of Facebook just showing you the things that you want to. I mean, guitar groups, drum groups, toys. In all- fact, Ivan um, got me into a toy group that 
he's in. Yeah. Because um, he was he came to the casino to watch Night Train play. Yeah. And um, before the show, he uh, he was sitting there watching one of the toy auctions on there. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, oh, hey, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and so he sent me a invite, basically, to join yeah. the group. So Yeah, and I feel bad because before I've talked about, like, uh, hobbies. Everybody should pick up and, like, like Ivan, he's a toy collector. I don't even mention that uh, Sam himself also has maybe thousands of pop figures. Not and just thousands. Oh, dude, I'll do a lot, though. A lot. Yeah. And then, like, all these cool, like, we're surrounded by a badass action. Yeah. Like, really cool figurines mm-hmm. and all that good stuff. Figurines. I'm, I sound like an old... No, that's what they are. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, so Sam, as well, is a is a toy collector. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I feel so much at home here. Because yeah. it's, it's just... You know, the sculpting. Somebody had to sit down right. and sculpt all this stuff. Yeah, that's man. why I look... I mean... I mean, it's it wouldn't be easy to make any of this stuff. No, especially those guys. Sam, yeah. talk about those guys again. Uh, the, so, the one with the the toe hanging off the shelf. That yeah. I always look at. When <laughs> yeah, so um, that's from an anime called One Piece. Um, it's a fantastic anime if you haven't ever seen it. But yeah, there there are figures from there and very very detailed also. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, even they're like floating and even the fire they made yeah. the fires around them. That's really awesome. Yeah. So good job. How the hell we get on the Facebook groups? <laughs> oh yeah, Facebook groups. Pooping, Ivan, Facebook, Ivan keep pooping. Groups. pooping yeah. Facebook figurines, toy collecting. Okay. Hey, like you I'm said, just pooping and, like, and grouping. Like Ivan even <laughs> said, don't don't try and trace it back. Yeah. Just yeah, no, no, you don't want to do that. You will, you will. I've gone cross-eyed. You, know, <laughs> you, you don't want to do that. Quiet your so back to Casper Hauser. Strangely, Casper refused to eat anything but rye bread and water, and the sight of anything else made him gag. Obviously, this boy was not your common vagrant. He may have been healthy, but mentally he was very undeveloped, and it was almost as if he were a feral child. It's wow. crazy. Just the sight of anything besides rye bread and water would make him gag. Yeah, the sight and smell, he couldn't huh. stand it. Yeah, it's like what, you know, you just get used to anything, right? I mean, it's, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. It was, well, we'll get into how long it was before yeah. he could even eat anything else. Um, not knowing what else to do with him, he was imprisoned as a vagrant and sent away to Lugensland Tower at Nuremberg Castle. His jailer at the tower was a man named Andreas Hiltel, who became rather close with the boy and was fascinated by his story. It turned out that many people were curious about the half-wild child who had appeared from thin air. Casper had several visitors who brought him things like toys and blankets, which thrilled him. He could be heard at all hours of the night playing with his wooden toy horses. Someone else who had a particular interest in Casper was the mayor of Nuremberg, the city's first actual mayor, in fact, a man named Jacob, I think maybe it was Jakob Bender. I've got a cousin named Jakob. J-A-K-O-B is usually Jakob. Cool. Yeah. Bender, who was mayor from 1821 to 1853. What? 32 freaking years this guy was mayor. Isn't that crazy? Term limits. I'm kidding. (laughs) He made frequent trips to the tower to talk with Casper. The mayor claimed that the boy had an excellent memory and was learning things very quickly. Wow. So, yeah, boy shows up. Really, no one knows who he is. He's not even saying much at all. He just kind of acts like this. As socially, he's fra- afraid of everybody. He can only say a few things. Basically, almost kind of like a raised by wolves type deal. Yeah. And now people are slowly starting to take an interest. And then they throw him in the prison. Yeah. It's like, why? Just because, why couldn't right. they just, look? see you later. Yeah. I don't know. Like, why imprison him in a castle? Yeah. But they're giving him toys and stuff. <laughs> like, what, did that, did, was there not an extra bedroom? Like, or was, like, or are they saying they imprisoned him, but it was like, you know, was it a jail cell? Yes. It was. Yeah, but he didn't, he didn't stay. I think it was just like, they didn't know what the hell to do with him. And I think it was like a for now thing. Maybe until they could figure out 
where he came from. It's or, not a jail. You just have to stay here and you can never leave. <laughs> Don't look at it that way. It's like the Hotel California. That's right. The sad thing about that whole thing is, you know, the reason why he's playing catch up is everything like that we learn as kids, it's like staged out perfectly for us because we're in like our human group, you know? So if you don't get those things early at the right stages, it's, it's very hard to play catch up. Oh dude. So that's awesome that he was able to flourish so much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Especially if the story is true of his past. Okay. At the behest of mayor Bender, Paul Johann Anselm Ritter von Fürbach. I'll say that again. Paul Johann Anselm Ritter von Führerbach. All right. President of the Bavarian Court of Appeals. Hey, what did you he say? He sounds at important. The, at the what of the mayor? At the behest. At the behest. Yeah. Behest. It's like because he asked him to? Yeah, at the okay. behest. Is that how that means? Yes. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Hold on, I'm on. I'm I'm oh, he's fact-checking well, no, me. I'm not fact-checking yet. I just, Welcome to the Vocabulary Podcast. Oh, I'm just under-informed. Good thing we're in Nuremberg because we got a grammar Nazi here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Hitler had a grammar Nazi, his, spe- his speechwriter. Goebbels? Yeah, well, it was a grammar Nazi. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> that is. I never thought grammar about Grammar Nazi. That's so, yeah. how you get on regular Facebook without the groups. You you get people that get mad at you and you're like, well, actually. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Oh, what are you, grammar Nazi? <laughs> It's like, well, I just like to use a comma and period every once in a while. Yeah. I'm not a grammar Nazi. <laughs> you just wrote a paragraph with one period at the end. Come yeah. on. I mean, it's just common sense. I get my wife will make fun of me and stuff because even if even in text messages, it's like the capitalization is correct, commas, periods, right. you know. I don't use like the letter the letter four. If you're gonna say I'll you know <laughs> That's lazy. What is it for? That is makes me crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like just I also yeah. use regular sentences and punctuation yeah. whenever I text. I've yeah. noticed that you guys do and I appreciate that because it drives me crazy whenever like I can't think of an example. You guys might be able to help me. Like, I've seen abbreviations that take longer to abbreviate than the real word. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of one right now, but I know they exist. Let us know if you if you out there know. But there are some. like, come on, just use the real word. Just It'd say be it. less work. Right? Yeah, just use yeah. the real word. So it's saying the meaning of at the behest, it's an authoritative order. Oh, so it okay. It comes from more, more, of a, yeah, more of authority. Uh, like I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't fact checking you. I like just, I just wanted to understand it better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll say that again. At the behest of Mayor Binder, Paul Johann Anselm Ritter von Fürbach, I just like saying that, president of the Bavarian Court of Appeals, looked into the case of Casper Hauser. You say it so well, also. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, like, he, it's, like, it's like, like he practiced it. As he had grown to be quite a sensation, Casper was adopted by the city of Nuremberg, and funds were donated for his care and education. Adopted by the city. Pretty much, yeah. City. I don't know if that was just a, fr- a term. or My dad, the city. The c- <laughs> Nuremberg's my dad. He's an asshole. <laughs> Wanted to borrow the car. Nuremberg's like, no. Grounded me for my PlayStation. <laughs> Come on, city! <laughs> <laughs> it was around this point that Frederick Dahmer, no relation to Jeffrey, oh, I don't oh, think. Oh, man. I knew you guys were. A philosopher and professor took a special special interest in Casper and began to visit and teach him. Could have been his great, great, great grandpa. Yeah, I wanted, let's do a, a 23andMe on... <laughs> On this Dahmer fella. Yeah, there we go. Uh, He cut up and ate the boy. No, I'm just kidding. No. 
Casper learned to read and write very quickly, and Dahmer also discovered his talent for art. In fact, he was quite gifted at drawing, mostly in pencil, and you can find his artwork on the internet today, Casper Hauser's artwork. Wow. But word of vagabond from nowhere spread throughout Bavaria, and Casper had more visitors than ever. There were many theories thrown around about concerning where the boy really came from and who he really was. Now, many took him at face value, but others suggested that he was a fraud playing the whole country for fools. Yet others claimed he could have been of royal blood and had been exiled for political reasons. Hundreds of curious folks flooded through each week to get a glimpse of the mysterious boy with no past. However, constant traffic soon began to cause Casper to have anxiety, eventually so much so that he claimed to have spasms and fall into a deep depression. I know that Strickland on Back to the Future is, you got no future. But those people are like, you got no past. <laughs> I wonder, that, that, that doesn't come off as like stern. <laughs> you got no past, buddy. Oh, no. You need future? No, past is more sad. <laughs> I feel like the future's not there yet. I could always change things. <laughs> but past, I can't do nothing about. Exactly. Unless you're Marty and Doc. Ah, oh, there you go. I just had to bring in. We, we mentioned Back to the Future at least once. Perhaps. Well, it's one of my favorites. Did we mentioned it last week? Yeah, we did. Usually, Casper was pretty happy, and he lit up like a toddler when he was given a toy or discovered something new that he liked. It was at this point, around mid-July 1828, that Mayor Bender allowed Casper to go and live with Professor Dahmer at his home. So he got to leave the cell and live with the professor in his home. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, away from the endless gawkers and in a far better environment for learning. Now, it must be noted that Dahmer was also into some fairly weird pseudoscientific practices, including uh, homeopathy and experiments with magnets. He performed a few of these experiments on Casper and claimed that when the certain uh, pole of the magnet was pointed at him, Casper would wrench his stomach and grab it and claim that he had pain. But, uh, of course, none of these claims were rather substantiated. Regardless of any woo-woo science experiments, once uh, he was away from the Nuremberg Castle and in the constant care of the professor and his family, Casper flourished. In just a few months, he made huge strides in reading, writing, math, and drawing. Also, he was finally coaxed into eating other foods way healthier than plain rye bread, and his ability to communicate verbally progressed as well. But as it did... His backstory seemed to change. It was very different from the two letters. Really? Yes. Okay. Now, just a second. My mouth is a little dry. And I've got... <laughs> Hold on. Oh. It's ironic that Canada dry makes my mouth just the opposite of Canada and dry. It's true. What if you took a... Well, hold on. Before Canada dry. Ah, eh? Want to go down and uh, see the hockey game there? <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, you don't want to. Let's go ahead and finish reading the uh, the old notes here. <laughs> I got a hanger for some maple syrup. I don't know about you guys. Gee whiz. What are you talking about? <laughs> They're never going to sponsor us now. Not now. I had a fear when I thought about this one time when we were not not really a fear, but we always throw it out. It's like maybe eventually they'll hear and and they'll sponsor us. What if someone already listens and they hear every time and they just it's the highlight of their life and they like the whole Canada Dry office. It's like, here they are again. Hey. And, the, and they play it, and there's, everyone's just like laughing. Listen to these idiots. <laughs> I, that's fine. I'd love that. Yeah. I hope there's a room if full of- If you're doing that, we are going to be mad. I don't so, know. I, don't know. The, I, don't know. I, I, I was trying to think of something we could do. Is like, what could we do? The we thought, could do nothing. A whole room of like Canada Dry upper <laughs> management people 
just laughing at us. It's fantastic. We're going to switch to Schweppes. <laughs> I just thought of a an, uh, tagline we could use. If you have a Canada Dry sense of humor. Ooh. <laughs> Somehow work that into an ad. Yeah. If that's not enough to get you on board and you're listening, it's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> that's good stuff. <laughs> we can We can work with you. We can increase your sales by like four cans a month. Come on. It's a no-brainer. That's money in your pocket. Yeah, man. But while we're increasing in their sales, we're taking in <laughs> coupons for... Shh, shh, shh. Sam, could you edit that out? You just <laughs> <laughs> That's not helping it us there. my logic. Hey, uh, anyway, no longer had he been raised by a kind labor in a modest home. Uh, now he'd been brought up in absolute isolation, confined to a tiny darkened cell, eh? Uh, he didn't even have a place to watch the Maple Leafs play. Sorry. We oh, do. yeah? Yeah, I love Canada. You know what? I want to move. I want to probably retire up to Canada. You know? You do? I do. It's cold. Take a jacket. I, w- <laughs> I will. I'll take I'll take my whole wardrobe, you know? I'll be I'll be ready. No longer had he been raised by a kind laborer in a modest home. Now he had been brought up in absolute isolation, confined to a tiny darkened cell, too short for him to even stand up in. Forced to sleep on a bed of straw and restricted to a diet of rye bread and water, which is why that was all he could stomach after first being released. The professor was quite intrigued by this new story and took Casper to see the mayor and to get more of the story. Casper claimed his first memory uh, was of waking up on a straw bed in a small dark room. He said that every day he woke to find a pitcher of water and a loaf of bread by his bed. Every once in a while, the water would have a bitter taste and then he would fall asleep right after drinking it. After this, he would wake up bathed and wearing fresh clothes, his hair brushed, and his finger and toenails clipped. Wow. Yeah. The only break in the monotony of his isolated life were scarce visits from an unknown man who always took great care to keep his face hidden. During the visits, it seems that the man is simply there to observe the boy and does not communicate with him. Then shortly before he was released, the man began to take Casper out on short outings teaching him how to walk and say the two phrases he could communicate when he first stumbled into Nuremberg. I Wait, to- so he didn't know how to truly walk yet? He said the, the the cell was only a couple of feet high, or three feet. He couldn't even stand up. It was so short, he said, <sighs> for his whole life, up to 16 years. Oh, my gosh. Hey, never st- stretched his legs. That's, <laughs> I'm, I don't know why I started laughing when I said that. I wasn't trying to be funny, but it's just weird. Like, but uh-huh. God, this is so weird. Yo, yeah, it gets weirder. Uh, yeah, so the two phrases that he taught him, we already said, I want to be a cavalryman as my father was, and horse. Also, some accounts have the first phrase as I want to be a rider as my father was, R-I-D-E-R, uh, which is maybe the same thing as a cavalryman. If Casper's story was true, it certainly was an amazing tale. And although there were skeptics, as we stated before, the overall mood towards Casper was one of pity, fascination, but most importantly, belief in his story. Not only were some convinced that he was of royal blood, as we said, but there were some who claimed to know exactly who he really was. This is true. Back in 1812, the Grand Duke of Baden, I think, Carl Ludwig Friedrich, and his wife, Duchess Stephanie, welcomed a new baby boy who was to be the Frederick's heir. However, the boy was underweight, pale, and sickly, and died. That's what was written in history. Hmm. The theory is, or did he die? <laughs> yeah, I like it. So first off, you might be wondering, why would the Grand Duke pretend his heir died and locked him away when, like, back then, having an heir, you were, like, having an heir was the, one of the most important things ever. 
you know, if you were of any importance, you had to have an Someone heir. Someone to carry on your... Yeah. Yeah. Ivan, you have an heir. Sam, you have an heir. I don't. I have I have two girls. So, yep, the old, the old lineage, my lineage is going to die. Well, it's not all said and done, though. Well, you know, but the thing is, I don't understand that. I, I was just funny. I was just having this conversation, and let's not cut this. This is going to stay. <laughs> I was having this conversation with my wife the other day. It's so, and nothing against people that do this. Nothing against it. Personally, I don't really give a shit about like my ancestors or where I came from. To me, that has nothing to do with just like the person I am right now. Hmm. To a lot of people, it does, and that's fine. You know, a lot of people, their whole their whole identity is I'm Irish, everything Irish, yeah. Irish pride, Irish forever, cloverleaf tattooed on here. Ah, I'm with the Irish, you know, like that's their whole identity or whatever. Do you have a cloverleaf tattoo? He does. Uh, but I mean, but that's not there's look. Some, there's more behind it than that. I know, I know. You're not that guy though. You're not that no. guy. It's like, hey, what about you? Oh, I'm Irish. And actually, I'm more Norwegian than I am Irish. Really? So I'm more Viking than anything, Ooh, and I'd rather be that. Cool. Anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, like, what about you? You know, like these people that are they just totally identify with whatever lineage they came from. It's like, okay, what about you? Like, what kind of music do you like? What TV shows do you like? You got any hobbies? Like, let's forget about your ancestors for a second. Like, what do you do? What are you up to? What are you up yeah. to these days? I don't know. That was just something we were talking. But then again, like my wife, it's a good point. My wife is a, a, a partial Native American, and then you know she's pretty close to that side. And then her family is very steeped in you know it's Cherokee, and so uh, like her great grandma spoke fluent Cherokee, and she was nearly full blood, and she could even still go out in the woods and and pick little different plants and mix them together and put them on a beast. Like she knew. You know, mm-hmm. some old school shit, Native American stuff. Yeah. And they're very steeped in that. And I mean, I've even been to drum circles before, Native American drum circles, which by the way, every hair on your body will stand up. Yeah. One of the freaking most intense experiences of my life, dude. I can't even explain it, but just imagine the drums and you know that the calls that they do mm-hmm. and the dancing. Like I'm, I think I've talked about this on the podcast yeah. before. I'm so, so white, but I was just like in i was all i was like this is the freaking coolest thing i've ever seen in my life it was super powerful but anyway well you know you know what uh the science side of that is they've done some studies on like playing music with other people heart rates sync up breathing rates and music is a way and even and and i would imagine even more so if it's spiritual along with it like music is a way that you can kind of sync up with other humans and I, that's really I awesome. totally agree. I mean like we were even saying before this podcast started, I brought up the fact that me and Joe have never actually played music together at the same time. Yeah, you know? yeah. Oh yeah. That's and there there have been times where I know like I've played in different groups or with different people and there are certain people that like you feel just more of a connection like, oh man, we really jive together. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, what I'm doing and what you're doing are working really right. well together. Yeah. It's a different feeling than anything. Else. And those weird unspoken things where yeah. someone you will go know. a different direction in the song, and everybody just kind of knew that. Right. It's very yeah. weird. Yeah, it went to like E minor when you haven't been playing in that. Yeah, and, and the bass player and the guitarist hit it at the same time. It's, it's like, crazy. It's a song you're making up, right? It, yeah, that's that's kind of like almost woo a little bit. Well, the story goes that the Duke and Duchess were actually tricked. And that someone had swapped their healthy baby boy for the sickly child that died. Oh. Thus, the healthy baby boy was shipped away and raised in dark solitude, as you guessed it, Casper Hauser. Okay. Plausible. Plausible. Yeah. 
Proponents okay. of just the, a, just sorry, a just a refresh because it's been a while. Um, <laughs> it's been a while. How old was he when he showed up? Sixteen. He was sixteen when he showed up. When he showed up, he was supposedly born in eighteen twelve. It was eighteen twenty eight when he showed okay. up. Sixteen years old. Boy, supposedly so, boy, it's so, been a long time ago since we. Talked about it. <laughs> it was eighteen twelve when we started this episode. He. Uh, okay. Yeah, I guess I guess it would have been different back then. You know, for a sixteen year old. Because, you know, you were saying, like, they were bringing him toys to play with and, and stuff like that. And I'm picturing, like, a seven- or eight-year-old kid. You well, know, mentally like, he was. Yeah, so, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just making all kinds of noise. And I don't know why I made a vehicle noise. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, what the hell is he doing? He can see into the future. But, yeah, but... Um, Those aren't going to be invented for another 80 years, you asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you got enough bad luck. Yeah. You call the guy an asshole. Anyways, okay. <laughs> Refresh. But yeah, mentally, they you know they said he was almost like a feral child. Okay, you yeah. know, even yeah. though he was sixteen. I promise I pay attention. It's just been we have been down a lot of <laughs> like I know we're probably actually only twenty minutes into this episode right now, but it's been two hours worth of other things. <laughs> and Joe's and, like Joe's like real quick. Let me throw out this super deep question that's going to take you guys 30 minutes to unravel. But he did that five times. <laughs> and one of them even started with, you ever farted? And uh, yeah. and then that rabbit trail. I mean, that's one of the worst things you could do because we're all going to riff on that. Okay. <laughs> Seriously. All right. Are we ready? Proponents of the royal blood theory at the time also claimed that Casper bore an uncanny resemblance to the Grand Duke, who, by the way, had died around 10 years before the boy arrived in Nuremberg. We must note that there's basically zero evidence of this scenario actually being true, and the theory was pretty much the verbal equivalent to the trashy tabloids we see at the grocery checkout counter today. An inquiring mind? Like me. Like me. So this was just like... This was like medieval almost a little bit after times. No, this wasn't. This was the early 1800s. I was picturing like a medieval lady with her gigantic bosoms all heaved up and that, you know, almost like a shelf of boobs. Oh, yeah. Where that like. I got you. Yeah. I'm there. I just imagine a lot of ladies like that, like gossiping as they're sewing. Like, I heard the boy. Or wait, it was German. Like, I heard the boy was of royal blood. Yeah. Blood. I, I can't. I'd go with you, but I can't do that accent. I can't either. I've only got it was bad terrible. Australian. That's the only one I got. <laughs> As for Casper, life with the professor was plugging right along. He progressed even further in his studies, and his celebrity seemed to grow congruently with his knowledge. He was near. Uh, he was a near feral wild child who had been uh, barely able to speak or read or write, and he had gone in a very short time from that to being quite gifted in reading, writing, language, and arithmetic. Actually, in just about over a year. Every time you say wild child, I just see somebody borrowing dad's car and doing burnouts in it. <laughs> I've just, every time you said that. While listening to Foghat. That's right. Yeah, that's a wild child. <laughs> Maybe we should, that's a feral child right there. Feral. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> to the people of Nuremberg and Germany as a whole, he was a miracle and now a celebrity. When Casper announced that he planned to write an autobiography in 1829, what? The entire country waited with bated breath. It would have been, no doubt, the most popular book of the time, but it was not to be. Because it was only about horses and the cavalry. <laughs> <and things. laughs> oh. It's over and over again. I can't do a German accent, I just realized. Yeah, I like my father was. That was, mm. that was like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Scheiße. 
That's more Austria. You're there, though. I'm, too beast. I'm in the region. Yeah, you're in the region. Not, That's all we can hope I for. I need to cross the border. No. And play with on... I can't on even get across the ocean. Wooden horses. I make it to about Virginia, and then I don't got anything. <laughs> I was. I can only do it in like a... I was raised in on tiny cell on, on straw bed. Hey, I, I'll, I'll give you points for that. That's but good. I play with on wooden horses. <laughs> The secret is just get really quiet. <laughs> yes. That's how to nail any impression. <laughs> so quiet that it can't be heard. <laughs> he nailed that, Jerem. You, you got it. <laughs> got it. <laughs> On October 17th, 1829, Casper ate a walnut for the first time. <laughs> no, it gets better. Okay. And he, <laughs> the end. Uh, I quite fancy on the walnut. It's very crunchy. You got the V for the W and very nice. Yes, I'm impressed. Thank you. Uh, I have to, it's so creepy that it's the only way I can do it. It's like in a, like a seductive, like, mm, to come over to my flat. What is it? The flat in Germany? Uh, um, flat in England. Um, house, Vita Hausen. Yeah. Hausen. Oh, Vita Hausen. Touch on a Pina Hausen. I just love that you say that you're not good at it, but you just keep <laughs> <I> on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible at this. <laughs> it just reminds me of saying I'm not good at golf, but I'm out there just swinging the hell out of my Yes, it's fun, even though you suck you, at you it. You are actually, actually like pretty sex. good. Some of that you're hitting. I mean, I'm just like saying, like, you're hitting some of that. I mean, it's just like a few holes here and there, but I think you're kind of getting the, you got the handles of it. Yeah. The noise called uncozy. I just, I finally just looked up and saw Joe's face with his eyes closed, <laughs> making all this, doing all this. I've been looking at the I, laptop the whole time. Like I've been looking away from him I, for the last few minutes. Yeah, I have too. I Don't forget to drink on Canada Dry. <laughs> it feels so good going down my throat. Where were we at? Okay, ready? Yep. On October 17th, 1829, Casper ate a walnut for the very first time. Oh. And must have had some sort of allergic reaction because oh. he got pretty sick. What's wrong, Sam? <laughs> Poor guy. Here, try, here, try this. Like, like you wouldn't know anyways in the 1800s if you were had a nut allergy. Yes. And this poor kid ate something for the first time and does. You told me to eat nice and on rye bread and fortans, and I eat a, I found it for the very first time and projectile shit out of my ass. This is why I only drink rye one and water. <laughs> This is what happened when I tried to eat something else. You tell me that I do it. I didn't want to. That's just, what he sounded like. Just doing something nice. I just want to sit in corner and play with own wooden horses. I'll feed the thing. All right. He instantly turns into Hitler. <laughs> A sweaty Hitler hitting his, his, his pulpit I and feel, screaming. I felt like that guy could have motivated a lot of people. <laughs> okay. He ate a walnut for the first time, and he got sick. Oh, man. It, this works into the story. There's, there's, It's going somewhere. Yeah. Okay. I, I can tell. As the, as the second best episode ever by <laughs> French maids, because that gum ginger ale right there. <laughs> it always it, it's gets good whenever it. Canada Dry gets introduced into the end of the equation. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. Too bad the Canada Dry people don't feel that way. I know. Sometimes I land the tub and pull on kind of the drive down my chest. They could start sponsoring 20, 50 podcasts or whatever, you know? It's like, mm-hmm. that could be their new thing. It should be. Yeah. It if it's be. good enough for Casper Mattress, you know, they, they do a lot of uh, podcast ads. 
Yeah. Casper Mattress. Holy shit. Oh, Casper yeah. Hauser. My brain had to have done that. I did. Oh, probably yeah. did. Yeah. Okay. But okay. that's cool that it did. Yeah. Very nice. All right. Casper ate a walnut. Got sick. All right. The professor canceled his lessons for that day and sent Casper to his room to rest. After a while, though, Casper left the house to go outside for some fresh air, right? Mm -hmm. But when he steps out the door, a man whose face is disguised, disguised, sorry, appeared from nowhere and yelled, you will never, you will, let's back up. Stop it, Sam. Can we just start that whole thing over again? Oh, yeah. Please do. (laughs) Go for it. All right. On October 17th, 1829, Casper ate a goddamn walnut for the very first time. You said that walnut thing <laughs> six or seven times, I swear. You what? keep going back to that. But the last time you went back to the walnut, I looked at Sam and I was like, okay, he's going to say the walnut thing again. Yeah. yeah. No, that's an important, I feel like this is a, I feel like you're emphasizing that because it's a pivotal point it in is. this tale. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back and read it again. <laughs> and you guys have to hold your shit together. Okay. Ready? Yeah. (laughs) What about, did he eat a walnut or something? On October 17th, 1829, Casper ate a walnut for the very first time and must have had some sort of allergic reaction because he got sick. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. The professor canceled his lessons later that day and sent Casper to his room to rest. After a while, though, Casper left the house to go outside for some fresh air. Okay. Picture now. He steps out the door. Got it. Wants to get some fresh air. A man with his face disguised jumped out and yelled, you feel before you leave Nuremberg and then bashed Casper on the head. Whoa. Yep. What brought that on? I don't know. Really? The walnut allergy. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Did he know about his walnut allergy? And then he was like, I'll take care of this and smacked him on the head. <laughs> the only cure for walnut allergy is brain trauma. Bam. <laughs> well, it was the early days. I mean, medical science hadn't done a lot by then. True. I would imagine. Yeah. Um, We're grasping now. So this knocks Casper out. Okay. Yeah. When he came to an unknown amount of time later, he was uh, still afraid that the disguised man was lurking nearby, so he crawled into a nearby cellar for cover. Okay. Hides in there. And then again, he passes back out again. Okay. He had a concussion. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Germany's going to hate us. They are, I'm sorry. But it's okay. I mean, it's fine. We can't be popular everywhere. No. No. We're not going to be popular anyway. No. (laughs) Yeah, we worked on America for quite a few years. Yeah. We're only going to be popular in the Tri-County area. (laughs) Yeah, but we mess with them too. After these messages, we'll be right back. Quiet your so yeah, Casper's knocked out, wakes up, comes to just a little bit, crawls down into the cellar. Now, when he failed to come down to eat later that day, a search ensued until he was finally discovered still down in the cellar. He was delirious, probably from the head wound, and the professor and his family stood vigil with the boy for the next two days while he slipped in and out of consciousness. When he was finally coherent enough to tell what exactly had happened to him, he added that he was fairly certain his attacker was the same mysterious man who had visited his cell all those years before coming to Nuremberg! What? What? Dun, dun, dun. So, yeah, he claimed that he thought the mysterious man was the same guy that had visited him all those years. Now, as we said before, Casper did ha- have his doubters, and those same doubts had their uh, doubters had their own theories about his alleged attack as well. While many believed it to be more evidence that he was indeed of royal blood and was trying to be assassinated before he could tell his full story, others pointed to the fact that blood had been found in the house leading up to Casper's room. They posited that the boy had inflicted the wound on himself with a razor, then took it back to his room before going back to hide in the cellar. Hmm. 
Why would he do this? Yeah, why? These same doubters claim that Casper and Professor Dahmer had recently gotten into a quarrel over his tendency to lie, and that the boy had created the false attack to take the focus off of that and garner sympathy for himself in the meantime. Now, during his short life, spoiler alert, Casper would go through five or six different, what do you want to call them, caretakers or whatever, Mm -hmm. people that took him in. Yeah. Every single one of them, after the fact, all said, we think he was a pathological liar. And a really? swindler and a fraud. Whoa. That's jumping ahead, but who gives a shit? No, I like it. So, um, I, I didn't, I couldn't have guessed that. Yeah. Was this because this Dahmer was just the first of like everybody that was taken in at first by this story and then eventually was like, you're full of crap. I was thinking that from like, oh, you I were. I kind of was. Yeah. Just like, what if he just came in out of nowhere? Just a sociopath. Yeah. Very good. I, 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 I had that I thought about yeah. two hours ago. When we started Yeah, because thing. now looking back, he could only say horses in that giant sentence. That's the only two things he could say. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Well, like, if he was really not even able to stand up for 16 years, and then it's just a matter of weeks, no, your little legs would be so atrophied, it would be like two little shriveled up asparagus attached to your hips. You're not just going to get up and just start walking around. Do you think he was waiting until everybody was asleep and he'd go out and like go for a jog just to keep his legs moving? <laughs> he was like laying on his back doing the bicycle kicks. Yeah. Well, and also, did he really learn to read, write, and, and do arithmetic and everything in a few months? Or did he already know that shit? You oh, know, yeah. and he was just pretending to be feral at, in the beginning. Yeah. So, whether you subscribe to the story or not, there must have been some sort of tension between Casper and the professor because around this time, the boy was transferred to the care of local magistrate Johann Biberbach. He remained at the magistrate's care for a time until an incident that occurred on April 3rd, 1830. On that day, a gunshot was heard in Casper's room. Casper was found unconscious on the floor, bleeding from a wound to the head. Mm. When he awoke, he claimed that he had climbed up on a chair to grab a book, but the chair had fallen, and while he was trying to break his fall, knocked down a pistol off the wall, the pistol hit the floor, went off, hit him in the head. Grazed him on the head. Mm. Again, many doubted this superficial wound had actually come from a gunshot, and there were yet more rumors of the relationship between Casper and the Bieberbach family having soured, and that he had once again fabricated an injury to remove the focus from his alleged habit of being a pathological liar. And just like with the professor... There must have been a grain of truth to the theory that Casper had fallen out of favor with his latest caretakers because not long after the gunshot incident, he was moved to yet another home, this time to the residence of Baron von Tucker in May 1830. Okay. So he's just going right through these. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Casper remained in the house of von... It's either Tucker or Tucher. I don't know. Toucher? T-U-C-H-E-R. Probably not Toucher. The name's von Toucher. Yes. You can come stay with me. (laughs) Hard no. <laughs> yeah, back to Kenneth Joy. It's hard no. Forget about it. So Casper remained in the house of Von Tucher for several months, and it was around this time that someone else of high stature became interested in the tale of Casper Hauser, and this time it was a British nobleman named Lord Philip Henry Stanhope. No, oh, he sounds prominent <laughs> based on your voice. But Lord Stanhope seems to be much more than curious with the, uh, or fascinated by Casper. This guy's borderline obsessed. Oh, He travels to Germany just to meet him and begins days of questioning, trying to mine him for any information about his past. Yeah. Stanhope discovers that Casper knows a few words in Hungarian, which is uh, very strange because remember just a couple years earlier, the boy supposedly couldn't speak at all with the exception of a few German words. Yeah, it's probably horse in Hungarian. I would have to guess. 
Casper also claimed that his mother was a Hungarian countess named Matheny. Matheny? Lord Stanhope, in an effort to locate anyone who might recognize Casper, even took him to Hungary twice, but had no luck in finding anyone that knew him. Hey, you know this guy? He just walk around the street. <laughs> hey, see this guy? You know him? I don't. I don't know if that's gonna work. I don't either. I don't either. Yeah. My name's Uncasper Hauser. Does anyone know me? Instead of being discouraged by this, uh, Stanhope Joe's German accent is my favorite. Now. <laughs> it, it's it's very nice. However, Stanhope doubled down, and when they returned to Germany, he announced that he would be adopting Casper as his own and taking him back to jolly old England. Adopting an adult? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I don't know. Casper himself was delighted at the notion of relocating to Kent, to be specific, with, okay. with Stanhope. Cool. But others were fairly suspicious of the Lord's motives. He had taken such a sudden interest in the boy and had prodded him so relentlessly for information that it only bolstered the belief that he may indeed have been of royal blood. Okay. And that Stanhope also suspected this and was trying to trace his ancestry. Casper would never actually leave Germany, though. He would not go to England with Stanhope. Why not? Just before their departure in December 1831, Stanhope declared that Casper be moved to the home of a schoolmaster named Johann George Meyer, mm-hmm. who lived just outside Nuremberg. It was Johann George Meyer. Yeah. It did the, the two last names didn't go with the first. No. Johann, I thought you were going to say Sebastian, but it was like Johann. George Meyer. Everyday <laughs> <laughs> name? What's your name? <laughs> Johan. Ooh, George Meyer. Oh. I thought it was going to be all exotic for a minute and other otherworldly. Oh, I love our podcast because I know somewhere someone listens and says, stupid Americans. Yeah. Stupid, but that's okay. Stupid ginger Americans. I drive a Dodge Stratus. <laughs> I'm important. Oh, man. So, yeah, uh, Stan Hope. I keep thinking of Doug Stan Hope, the comedian. Every time I say that, I just can't help it. Standing there in his leisure suit with his glass of whiskey and cigarette. God bless him. The Man Show. Wasn't he original Man Show guy? Yes, he was. Him and and Rogan. Okay. Stan Hope himself sailed back off to England to do a night at the Funny Bone. No. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Joe will be here all week. Yeah. With nothing more than a promise that he would probably return at some point to get uh, uh, Casper. He's like, new plan. You're going to stay here with this stuck up asshole schoolmaster. And I'm going to go back to England. And then I'll probably, I might be back to get you at some point. That's where I'll be back. (laughs) All right. Uh, you see his hand going down in the water, but it's got like a frilly cuff link thing on it. Like they had, and it doesn't go down. I don't know. That's just what I saw. <laughs> I'll be back. And he's waving yeah. instead of just going down. In the- <laughs> he's doing the model wave where it's uh, unscrewing the light bulb. All right. That's awesome. Unlike Stanhope, Casper's latest caretaker was an ultra religious, overly strict and cruel man who started in on the boy from the moment he moved in. There's, there's going to be so many of these startovers where he's talking different in every one of them. And people are like, just going to be like, there's going to be so many. <laughs> they're like, why is he like going from excitement to <laughs> the PR voice? He immediately tried to force the boy to convert to Christianity and abide by that strict moral code. Casper was able to work at a local law firm as a copyist, which gave him a break during the day. But he claimed that every evening he was subjected to Meyer's cruelty and that he'd rather be banished back to the dark cell he'd grown up in than continue to live with the schoolmaster. Hmm. Oh, no. 
To play devil's advocate, though, Meyer was more than likely just a strict guy who had neither the time nor energy to deal with Casper's constant fibs and endless excuses for everything. Their relationship soured, just as all the others had, and the common denominator seems to be Casper Hauser, not his caretakers. Yeah, I would say so. By, say? N- by now, yes, I'm on board with you. On right. Yes. Took me a while, <laughs> but I'm here. It took us a while to get here. A little bit. On December 9th, 1833, Casper and Meyer had a huge argument, and it seemed as though Meyer had had his fill. However, five days later, Casper stumbled home bleeding badly, again, from a wound in his left chest area. The story he told was that he had received news of a man that knew something about his mother, supposedly, and the man had asked him to meet at Ansbach Court Garden. When Casper had gone there, a stranger leapt out and stabbed him. Oh, yeah. This guy's bad luck. It happens all the time to this guy. Got hit in the head, stabbed, man. Walnut. Walnut. <laughs> Can't forget about the walnut. We will never forget about the walnut. Did he eat a walnut one time? <laughs> he was allergic to it? I think I remember something about that. <laughs> he also claimed the man had given him a small bag before fleeing, but in his haste to return to Casper, he had dropped it. I'm just thinking here, like, there's going to be so much editing of of this crap (laughs) that the whole thing that Ivan just said about, wasn't there something about a walnut? It's probably only, like, five minutes ago in the actual, like, edit. Yeah, they're going to be like, why did he say that? Yeah, and once. We need to do a disclaimer, like, this episode was (laughs) heavily edited. (laughs) So just the, boy, Sam, you've got your work cut out for you, man. It's going to say Don of Mantis, the mystery of Casper Hauser. And I'm going to look down. It's going to be 11 minutes. <laughs> it's and mi- it took us two and a half hours. It's a mini Mantis. Record it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you thought I just made a two-parter, baby? At the I beginning. Say, yeah, was that a two-parter? No, got- it was barely a one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that good, huh? After these messages, we'll be right back. Quiet your mind. He also claimed the man had given him a small bag before fleeing, but in his haste to return home, Casper dropped it. So, in other words, the man's like, Kack! he stabs him. And he's like, here's a little bag. And then he he's like, imagine stabbing someone. For and, your trouble. And then here, hold this. And then he runs. Oh, I've been stabbed. Oh, and I'm holding a bag someone just gave me. Which of these should I address first? Probably the chest wound. Yeah, it all makes sense. Not. <laughs> Unless in the bag was gauze and like something to help the chest wound but why would someone injure you and then give you the the things to help that injury it doesn't make any sense maybe it's a bag of insult what? <laughs> insult to injure. <laughs> that makes no sense yes it does it's so good injury now here's your insults goodbye good sir it's just a flesh wound it's just a <laughs> i do remember that have at you he told them the location and the bag was found and it contained yet another bizarre note this time written in mirror script, which is, means like you have to, uh, backwards, you have to hold it in a okay. mirror to read it. In German, and with several blank spaces in the text, mm-hmm. here's what it said. Should I do the German accent? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. You have to now. <laughs> Hauser will be able to tell you quite precisely how I look and for where I am. To save Hauser the effort, I want to tell you myself. I will tell you myself where I come from. Blank. There's a blank there. Okay. I come from blank, the Bavarian border, blank, on the river, blank. I will even tell you my name, M-L-O. Hmm. So it was Morville Larry Orvenbacher. 
Ooh. What's the popcorn guy? Orenbacher? What's Redenbacher. Redenbacher. Damn it. Orville Redenbacher. Orville. Okay. Again, though, (laughs) the immediate doubts arose over the uh, validity of the letter and the attack. The letter contained several spelling errors that were typical of Casper to make and had been folded into a small triangle. Apparently, Casper, when he wrote letters, he folded them into triangles, too, like in high school. And supposedly, Casper was known to do that with little letters that he wrote. He would fold them in the triangles. And like, well, the obvious thing is if I want to give someone a note that I want them to read, I'm not going to try to kill them first and then give them <laughs> the note because the, the whole, you defeat the purpose. Right. Does it make sense? I want you to know this. <laughs> Take it. <laughs> read it quickly. Yeah. Read it before you bleed out. <laughs> So yeah, an inquiry into the incident uh, found that curiously, although Casper had insisted on the bag being found, once it was found, he never even asked about what was in it. He was, uh, it's very weird. Yeah. You, get where you smell what I'm cooking. No, yeah. You sniff what I'm stepping in. Totally. Okay. Sam did from the beginning. That's right. Four hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> His story also seemed to vary slightly every time he told it. However, in his defense, he did come home with a legitimately severe wound, and it was possible that his poor condition made it hard for him to remember. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Yeah. Whatever the case was, Casper Hauser died. Oh, from that? From that chest wound. Oh. On December 17th, 1883, three days after he was stabbed. Okay. As was always the case with Casper, there were several differing opinions on what had actually happened to him. So wait, how old was he then? 1812 to 1883 now? 21. Yeah. Wait. Wait, I said 1883. I didn't, I meant, well, I didn't mean. I'm sorry, yes. That was a typo on my part. Thank you for catching that. Okay. Yeah, people at home would have been like, he was an old man. No. No, 1833. He lived a life. Yeah, I'm glad Sam caught it though, because you know. Yeah. That's the stuff that. I do pay attention. You do, yes. That's pretty good. So he died December 1823. Oh. 33. 33. <laughs> Showtime in 1800s, he died three days after being stabbed. 1833. All right. As was always the case with Casper, there were several differing opinions on what had really happened to him. Uh, although less and less people were believing his stories at this point. Mm-hmm. The popular opinion was that he had written the note and caused the injury himself in an effort to gain sympathy from Stanhope who he still desperately wanted to take him to England. Mm -hmm. Also, overall interest in Casper's life had waned dramatically in the last year, and it could have been a ploy to reignite public interest in his story, which is something that he seemed to thrive on. Yeah, and we could almost say that he'd just done that several times. Like, maybe when people stopped caring, something happened. Yeah. A good comparison is when uh, SpongeBob ripped his pants. (laughs) And remember, at first, everybody loved it. And it was so funny, and it was such a gag. Oh, they just get tired of it. And then at the end, he would be, you know, was like after 10,000 times, he would like jump out while they were playing volleyball. Yeah. And go, Oop, I ripped my pants. Yeah. And everyone was like, oh, and just walked yeah. away. See? And, and then, then they, the fish is like, dude. Because <laughs> he lost yeah. it, you know? And then Larry the Lobster wasn't even impressed. Oh, I know, yeah. But then he got it back. Did this guy write a song and sing about it at the end? And everyone gathered, nope, nope, got stabbed and died. <laughs> he should have written a song. Right. I don't know what it would be. Without even sparing a passing glance, <laughs> I ripped my pants. Oh, it's one of the best episodes ever. Yeah, it is. It's awesome. Casper was buried in the Ansel City Cemetery, and his stone reads, Here lies Casper Hauser, riddle of his time, his birth unknown, his death mysterious. 
Mm -hmm. That's a pretty killer, you know, no yeah. intended. Yeah. Tombstone. That's killer, dude. Much debate raged over Casper during his life and ever since his death, but most modern historians feel that he was simply a swindler and a pathological mm -hmm. liar who got off on deceiving people and gaining false sympathy. I'm pretty certain about that. I am too. Based on what you've laid out. Yep. Every single person who had taken him in eventually professed Casper to be a fraud, even Lord Stanhope, mm. who continued to pay for the boy's upkeep even after he went back to England, lost faith in him, and ultimately said that he had been duped. If I ever lose my faith in you, I'll Do still pay sting. for all your dues. <laughs> no, I don't know. This, this is my... I heard about a guy named Casper, lost in the lost world. Love Sting. Love yeah, Sting. Oh, yeah. So yeah, he said, you know what? Even even Lord Stanhope was like, I'd been duped. Casper's uh, patron, Anselm von Thurbach, wrote that Casper was, and I quote, a smart scheming codger, a rogue, a good for nothing that ought to be killed. Wow. Harsh words. Hundreds of books and articles have been written about Casper following every rabbit trail that came up. And there have been even uh, DNA samples that were supposedly taken from his old clothing but nothing has turned up any definitive answers. We know just about as much of Caspar Hauser today as the people of Nuremberg did when he stumbled into their city that day in 1821. Oh. And he dropped the paper, just and like dropping the mic. Done. Drop the, the notes. End. But, Joe, in all my Googling during this, uh, during this episode, I ran across The Enigma of Caspar Hauser. A movie from 1974. 74? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, shot here in uh, the States? No. Or, okay. It's a West German drama film written and directed by Werner Herzog. Oh, okay. The film closely follows the real story of foundling Casper uh, Hauser. Using, foundling? Using the text of actual letters found with Hauser. Nice. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. Had no idea about that. Yeah, Cave. He he narrated and directed Cave of Forgotten Dreams. That's an awesome. It's a more recent movie about a cave they found in France. That was that's like the cave paintings. It's an awesome documentary. Didn't that fly in the face of what they believed previously? Like, yeah, no, it, it rewrote a lot of history. Yeah, Here, for sure. I'm gonna sum up this whole episode with with the <laughs> the plot of this movie. Go right ahead. Oh, do it. Yeah, do I it. love it. Let's that's see. A great how, way let's see how close this is. Okay. okay. All right. The film follows Caspar Hauser, who has lived the first 17 years of his life chained in a tiny cellar with only a toy horse to occupy his time, devoid of all human contact, except for a man wearing a black overcoat and top hat who fed him. Other than the age, that's right. One day in 1828, the same man takes Hauser out of his cell, teaches him a few phrases mm -hmm. and how to walk, before leaving him in the town of Nuremberg. Hauser becomes the subject of much curiosity and is and is exhibited in a circus before being rescued by Professor Dahmer. Dahmer. Yeah, Dahmer. Okay, they're pretty much that's who it. Who patiently right? attempts to transform him. Mm -hmm. Hauser soon learns to read and write and develops unorthodox approaches to logic and religion, but music is what pleases him most. He attracts the attention of academics, clergy, and nobility. He is then physically attacked by the same unknown man who brought him to Nuremberg. The attack leaves him unconscious with a bleeding head. Mm -hmm. He recovers, but is again mysteriously attacked, this time stabbed in the chest. Hauser rests in bed, describing visions he has had of nomadic Berbers in the Sahara Desert, and then dies. You know, what if the the episode is just what he read in the last two minutes? <laughs> 
doesn't know that's why I did it. It's not as much fun, though. <laughs> They're like, damn, this is really short. That would be amazing. <laughs> Episode just drops two minutes and 31 <laughs> seconds. And it's just Sam reading that. And that's it. Yeah, but that's not it. What you just no. did in three minutes took us three hours <laughs> to, to talk through. No sidebars. No sidebars. <laughs> All right, so that's the movie. You've also heard the story. Yeah. Ivan? Yeah, uh, that's all we got for this week. We'll talk to you guys next time. <laughs> <laughs>